Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Murder She Don't, the horror movie podcast, where we watch horror movies because I love them. And I don't. And then we talk about them because she likes talking. And he she doesn't. will. <laughs> a lot. At length. So we're talking about Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween from 1978. There are 13 Halloween movies. And I don't know if, I, let me see, does that count? Uh, the, there is going to be a Halloween movie that comes out this year. Halloween Kills, I believe, is the name of it. It's supposed to come out in October. We'll see in the, these times of Corona. Oh, Miss Rona. Go home, go home. There were, this movie has been remade by Rob Zombie. There have been, there were, they made like eight sequels to it. And then they were like, all those sequels don't exist. Here's another sequel that's different, but it, all those other ones are ignoring. And now they're making a sequel to that sequel that'll be out this year. So a complicated history, <laughs> to say the very least. So it is directed by uh, John Carpenter. It's the second John Carpenter movie we've done on here. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis and I believe her first film role. It did say introducing Jamie Lee Curtis, so, so she was a baby. A baby Lee Curtis. So sensitivities, it does have nudity, which hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a slasher movie, so you're going to have blood, you're going to have boobs, you're going to have... Like violence, general violence, just that is kind of the precursor slasher movie. So it's the one that the rest of them kind of based their ideas on. Uh, there, this is not one of the main themes of the movie, but they do have kind of dated outlooks on mental health patients. Yeah, yeah, we'll, so... we'll get into that in the. I made. I've got notes about Doctor Loomis. <laughs> oh, okay. So before we get into spoilers. Mine is a recommend. This is a classic movie for a reason. As a person that hates the horror genre to begin with, I don't know. A mild recommendation from me. I think it is one that a person who hates horror movies could sit through more comfortably than Dr. Sleep. Mm -hmm. It definitely messed with my mind a lot less mm -hmm. than Dr. Sleep did. It's a pretty straightforward story. Yes. Yeah. It's simple. It's very much like, here's point A, here's point C. There's a little bit of, you know, getting from point A to point B to point C, but really it's just like, murder, 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 the end. We start off in 1963, we see the camera is from... Point of view. Yeah, it's a POV shot. Uh, somebody walking through a house, goes, grabs a knife from the kitchen. There's teenagers making out on the couch, and then they're like, let's go upstairs, and they mention somebody named Michael. And the camera kind of goes around the house, goes to the kitchen, picks up the knife, walks upstairs. Watches the boy leave, and he kind of hides out. Goes upstairs, puts on his little clown mask that he finds on the floor, goes in, sees the girl topless, starts stabbing her, blood on the boobies. Like, who doesn't love bloody boobies? And Me? I don't? Okay, well, I guess you have a good reason. But anyway, yeah, the, the shot here, it's got that weird where you're seeing through two eyes. Don't know if I love that. Like, I get the like the idea behind it. Like, oh, that's not how people see. And it's just very off-putting. Like, and not in an interesting way, really. I just, I, I get the idea. But it feels like one of those things where you shoot it. And then you go, oh, that doesn't work. Let's, let's just get rid of that. Yeah, uh, it, it was very distracting. Mm -hmm. And she says, Michael, Michael. And then he starts stabbing her. And it's almost as if, I mean, she made more noises mm -hmm. during the murder that I thought should have been made during, <laughs> during the, the previous scene. Parts, yeah. It wasn't hysterical screaming. Mm -hmm. It was more like, ah, 
And it was so strange. Bad acting? Question mark? <laughs> like, it was definitely bad acting in my oh, opinion. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, John Carpenter's awesome, like, famous little... Oh, yes. He was also the, the, the composer. composer. You've... If you've never seen a Halloween movie in you've this franchise, you have still heard the song. Halloween FX spooky sound CD that ever was and ever will be will have this. I wonder how much money he's made just off of that. Just licensing out Do we have to pay him now that we've done it? Fair use, we're talking about the movie, so it's... Hey, there you go. But yeah, it's just, it's super repetitive. It's three notes over and over again. Not super exciting. It does its job for the movie, I guess, but I wish it wasn't such an iconic song because it's nails on a chalkboard to me. And because this is kind of the start of the slasher movie, we've, we've got into that. She's having sexy times with her boyfriend and then she gets murdered. And that becomes a big, like, that's a thing throughout slasher fil- films for at least the 80s that kind of, oh, you were a, you were a bad, dirty girl or you're a bad boy who drinks alcohol and, and smokes pot. So you get murdered. That's just going to be a thing. As we watch slasher movies, just Especially from the 80s, Jason's, Freddy's, those ones, you'll see that it's just like a theme, like all the time. If you do bad, dirty things, you get murdered, and that's appropriate response to that. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why I was such a goody-goody. Like, that wasn't why. Because Jason like... was going to murder you with... <laughs> oh, if you no. think about sex, Jason's going to slash you up. Well, well, no, not to that, but I guess that's why I hated mm-hmm. the movies is because I was never the main character. Like, I, I never oh, no, was the, that, that. Usually the main characters in these movies, though, are the virginal kind of, like, shy around boys and not... And Baby Lee Curtis is definitely yeah, that. Yeah. The... I, I enjoyed her. They keep calling her the Girl Scout. And she even makes a joke, like, under her breath that the Girl Scout comes through again or something to that nature and so i i really enjoyed that but we're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> kills his sister it, 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 it turns out yes it's her younger brother who's like i don't know six i, seven. I think they said he's six super, later on they reveal he, he was six when he did this like super young like she could have fought him off gotten the knife away from him but she was just like michael like sitting there naked in front of her what did she six-year-old what what was what what did she say say it again michael yes like that (laughs) why i don't know it's just really funny the way you say it Um, Uh, then he goes downstairs the police show up no it's not the police it's his parents oh it's his parents show up and they're like michael see him holding a bloody knife take off his mask and that's the first shot that we see of michael myers so then it cuts to, what is it, 15 years later, 1978. year after my mom graduated, so I kept envisioning her in this cast of characters. By the way, she wouldn't have fit in with that crowd. <laughs> she was a goody-goody, too, which is really the reason why I was, is because she, she raised me like she was raised. We had some good raisin going on, and delicious so... Raisins. Delicious raisins. So we go back to 78, and it's Loomis and a nurse driving in a car... Basically, it looks like Nurse Ratchet, and they're driving and they're talking about this patient that they're going to go and transfer to or, or bring to a judge or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Loomis is like, "I'm going to lock him away." Not him. 
Oh, does he not say? Oh, yeah, he does call call him it, doesn't he? Yes, and this is where we're getting into like Loomis is a bad doctor. I, he's he's not <laughs> he's not a good whatever psychiatrist or yeah whatever he is he's bad at it because Michael has never said a word to him and he's said this but he just knows he's evil he can look in his eyes and he's a monster and I'm like that's not how that works but okay. I mean, to have stabbed your sister. Oh no! Like, don't get me wrong. When like, you're six, you, you there is something wrong. Yeah, the, the the kid's obviously messed up on in the head regions, but like he's never said anything to the doctor. How can you be making these kind of? The part that I got offended at was that he used it instead yeah. of a pronoun, and maybe he wasn't wanting to misgender <laughs> Michael, but. I mean, they is appropriate at that point. I don't know. I I really don't like the use of the word it. Yeah. But my bigger thing is like, oh, this kid murdered his sister when he was so young, he probably didn't understand what this was that he okay, had done. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. Did John Carpenter write it or just direct he it? He wrote, uh, I think he co-wrote it. I think that he had one. Okay. Uh, he had so, a co-writer on it. To the scripts defense the nurse does bring it up and it is like can we call him him instead of it and so it is discussed in the 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 vehicle scene and they are pulling up to the facility and it's dark and it's rainy and it's stormy and there's thunder and there's lightning and all of a sudden you just see these figures in white gowns just kind of meandering and she's like why are they letting them walk around in the rain? He goes, I just pull up to the gate, pull up to the gate. I have to talk to whomever. And so they pull up and he gets out of the car, starts to try to make contact. I don't know. I never saw like a communicator box or. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was. I can't remember what he was doing out there, but. Thingy that he's like, hey, I'm not super important. Anyway, he gets out of the vehicle. One of the patients jumps on top. It ends up being Michael Myers. Attacks Nurse Ratchet. Attacks her, gets her out of the vehicle, leaves her alone to take the vehicle. What he wanted was the vehicle so he could go back. Back home. Back home. Because the next day is... Halloween. Halloween. So this is this all happens on October 30th. And then meet our cast of characters. Baby Lee Curtis being one of them. And she basically has her girlfriends that... Are awful. They're so mean. Yeah, her friends suck. Yeah, and then we meet... We watch her walk to school, right? And she drops off a key at the old Myers place. Nobody has lived in that house since the murder. I think her dad is a realtor. Mm. He's like, drop off the key. They want to see the the house at like 10 o'clock. And so she goes up. She meets up with the kid that she ends up babysitting later. Tommy? I believe, yeah, Tommy. Sure. And they're like talking and he's like, you can't go up there. That's the Myers place. And so the rumor is throughout the entire town that this house is haunted. And... I have some interesting things to say about place versus person mm-hmm. when all is said and done. But anyway, she walks up. She's like, yes, I can. Watch me. And so she's trying to be brave to show him there's nothing to be afraid of. She goes up. She drops the key off like she's supposed to do. And they continue walking. But you see, like, kind of a, a POV shot again mm-hmm. of from the inside 
of her dropping off the key. And then you see an outline of this dude that's wearing a mask mm-hmm. that you told me was what? Oh, yeah. The If you don't know the story behind Michael Myers' mask is that uh, it was a William Shatner Star Trek mask that they had painted white. Because they... It was cheap, Had I no guess. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie was made for $300,000. I could believe it. It's Not necessarily with the casting, because Baby Lee Curtis, I mean, the only reason... She would become a huge star, but she wasn't yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The only reason they got her is because she was Baby Lee Curtis. (laughs) Yeah, you're getting to see Mike Myers kind of like here and there popping up as uh, uh, Laurie meets up with her friends uh, Annie and Linda, who suck. God, they're just (laughs) the worst people. Oh, they're awful. And they're all talking about what their plans are for the evening. Homecoming dance is the day after, but it's Halloween and they're all three of them are supposed to be babysitting or two I think, of them I think two are. of them are babysitting and one's going to go hang out with her boyfriend or something. Yeah. And they're talking about getting drunk and they smoke pot while operating a motor vehicle, which I'm like, I'm not against smoking pot, mm-hmm. but... I am against smoking pot and then getting behind the wheel of a vehicle. And then you find out, like, oh, the, I don't know, I think it's Annie, her, because uh, she's the one smoking pot with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's the one that instigates it. Uh, they, they pull up and, like, put out the joint, and they pull up on her dad, who's the sheriff, because <laughs> somebody's broken into the hardware store and stole, uh, what was it, like? Rope Rope and, and a knife. Like, a knife, and I'm just like, oh, he, you, that's a kill kit. Like, oh, it's just those wacky kids building kill kits again. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, it's probably just some kids. And I'm like, some kids are going to go out and murder someone. Cause <laughs> who steals a knife and rope and tape? And yeah, you're, you're yeah. anyway, this is the dumbest cop. Parental figures in this movie are dumb. Loomis is a bad psychiatrist. The sheriff is a dummy. Like All the people in this movie are, are awful except for Lori. Like, yeah. And the kids. The kids are fine. The kids are fine. Well, thus far. Maybe the sequels will shed light on their stupidity. I don't know. They're being followed. Yeah. By the vehicle. Lori keeps seeing this vehicle and she looks out of the window during class and the teacher calls on her, and she's still able to give an answer that is sufficient mm-hmm. and, and intelligent and whatever. So you can tell that she's she's highly intelligent, but she's distracted the whole time. She has nobody to go to homecoming with. Like, there's this whole storyline. You see Tommy get bullied mm-hmm. by the stupidest, the boogeyman's gonna get you, he's, he's gonna, gonna get, get you, he's, he's gonna, gonna get, get you. you. And, and then I expected so the Rob Zombie song to just cut in. And, yeah, no, anyway. no, I didn't, because I don't know that song. But they made him smash his pumpkin. That's where the band got their their name, too. I don't know if that's true, but... (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I... Like, he was going to make a jack-o'-lantern out of it. Well, they still get to make a jack-o'-lantern, because remember he had I know, but the worst part of this movie is they push him down and he smashes his pumpkin. Worse than people getting murdered. Well, they were awful people. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. The pumpkin well, did we, nothing. We don't know if the mechanic was an awful person that he killed for oh, his jumpsuit. That's you know, he true. could have been a very nice man. So we never see Nurse Ratchet again, but Loomis is hot on the trail of Michael Myers. So he stops and makes a phone call trying to notify the authorities like, hey, he's coming back to your place because it's Halloween and this is just like, he's returning home, I know this. Again, Michael Myers has never said a word to him, so I don't know how he knows this. (laughs) 
He's just making a lot of assumptions based on when the, the initial crime happened and, like, what day it is. So, as he hangs up the phone, pay phones, guys, they existed at some point, he notices some sheets on the trees and a mechanic's truck mm-hmm. kind of there and he goes and he sees the matchbook that the nurse was using to light her cigarettes during their scene and they zoomed in on that and so you could kind of make the connection it said something like red bunny or red uh, bunny red, lounge red door lounge or something like yeah, that something or... like that and so it's distinguishable it's the same one he notices that it's the same one before he even sees the body i had him rewind it because i was like did he even see the body we see it from the angle of the camera but he goes back to call 911 because there's a mechanic that was killed yeah yeah he's, he's for pre- what reason though? i think he just for the jumpsuit for mike myers to not be wearing the gown the okay. hospital gown okay that might be what what he found in the trees as well oh yeah then, yeah that would that would make sense that, that, that would make sense gown. okay but anyway so he's long gone he's wearing the jumpsuit he is there when she drops off the key Mm-hmm. He becomes obsessed with her, so he starts following her around, like, discovers her other friends, and they're all talking about plans and homecoming and all of that stuff. And You do get the funny Mike Myers stalking, and, and funny in that, like, it's supposed to be creepy, but the entire time, every time he pops up, and then it cuts away and he's not there anymore, all I can imagine is him, like, sneaking, like, hee 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 hee. Uh, away from the, the, the scene. It, just every time, like, or he has to, like, book it really hard. And there's a great movie that we'll get to eventually called Behind the Mask that addresses a lot of this. And <laughs> it's it's a it, it's a different killer, but it talks about that. And I just can't help but think of that. Uh, th- we also get another scene with Loomis where he's going to visit Judith Myers, was his sister's name, I believe. And they're going to, trying to find her grave. Her tombstone's not there. So we get to Halloween night. Lori's watching Tommy... Annie's watching. One of her awful friends. (laughs) Annie is watching. Leslie. That's what it is. Yes. Annie's babysitting and uh, she's making some popcorn for her babysitting. babysitting. The baby she's sitting on. Yes, the baby she's sitting on. And she spills butter down the front of her. So she, of course, has to get naked. You know, Uh, she's wearing just a white, like, work shirt and some panties and socks. And every girl who has ever put on her boyfriend's button-down shirt just to be like, hey, look at me. I'm wearing... We all want to look like this girl in this <laughs> white button-down shirt. Like, it, she could have worn it as a dress. It it was a good look. <laughs> like, it was... She didn't feel ashamed about it. She had confidence. I would have been weirded out by wearing... Like, if I was babysitting, number yeah, one, I wouldn't... some random guy's shirt. Yeah, I, number one, I wouldn't take off my clothes, I'd just be like, oh, okay, I have butter stains on my on my shirt, it's fine, whatever. Like, oops, I wouldn't wash my clothes in their laundry room that is detached from the house. They that's have money, a, baby. That's, that's having that's, some money. Yeah. They, uh... That's our laundry nook. <laughs> they have a shed out back where the washer and dryer are. She gets locked in there because uh, Michael Myers is playing cat and mouse with her a little bit. And there's a really funny scene where Leslie has to come and rescue her because she got stuck in a window <laughs> with her butt in the air. And all she has, oh, and this girl isn't wearing a bra 
And he goes, oh, not wearing a bra, huh? And I was like, yeah, when you're an A cup, you don't have to. <laughs> oh, we uh, we get to see the kids who smashed up Tommy's pumpkin going up to the Myers house and Loomis is hanging out and just be like, Lonnie, get your ass away from the door. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. It was a little bit of comeuppance on the little jerks. A little bit, but where's their pumpkins? I want to smash their pumpkin. Annie drops off the girl she's babysitting with Lori because she wants to go meet up with her boyfriend. Is that right? Yes. And he is grounded, but his parents left and he's like, come over. And she's like, well, you come over here. And he goes, I have no way to get over there because they took my keys or something like that. So she has to go get him and bring him back to the house. And see, here's this other thing. They are babysitting in somebody else's house and using it as a sex house, basically. Mm-hmm. And That's what all teenagers do. I, I, no. I I'm, I'm joking. I never did that. Like, that, no, that like, that's a weird thing to do. That's just, like, you're sleeping in somebody else's bed. Like, it's just... And where so, are these parents going? It is it, Halloween. They're probably out at Halloween parties. Tommy and Leslie. It's the 70s. It's all key parties, baby. Ew. <laughs> Tommy and, and Leslie are young enough that they could have gone trick-or-treating. Like, what? I, yeah, well, their parents hate them. I guess so. Because remember, we've established that all adults in this movie are assholes. Yeah. So Annie, I believe, doesn't even make it out the house, though, does she? Like, she goes to get the keys. Or she goes to the car, realizes it's locked. Goes and gets the keys, I think. Opens the door. Gets in the car. Turns out Mike Myers there. Longest strangulation scene of in the history of mankind. She's honking the horn. Trying everything she can. At least she's not making suggestive noises. So then, uh, what was the other friend's name? Leslie? Mm-mm. No. Leslie's the girl. Uh, the other friend. Her other... Linda. Linda, her other awful Bob friend. Bob and Linda. Bob and Linda show up. Uh, and they... Immediately go into the little girl's house who they are not babysitting and just, like, what? What? Why are they? What? What? They go in there. They start making out and nobody's home and they're like, haha, this house that we don't know. We're just going to get down to it in here and drinking beer and smoking weed. And they make a phone call across the street and... Talk to Lori. Talk to Lori. Lori says... Lori thinks it is Annie calling mm-hmm. to collect the girl again. And she goes, oh, it's about time. And she goes, what? And she goes, oh, I thought it was Annie. And so, like, then she's like, well, where is she? She's not here. And she's like, oh, well, she probably stopped off somewhere. She went to go get Paul. And so they're like, okay, well, the girl's not here and Annie's not here. So the place is ours. And so they go upstairs in somebody else's bed. But before, like when they first arrived there, we have to talk about the fact that Bob was talking about how he's going to have sex with the girl he's with and the little girl. And I'm like, ew, dude, she's like seven to 12. I don't know how old kids are. Some like I, she. She's not old enough for consent, Bob, you yeah. freaking perv. No. And then he gets inside, and yeah, he, this guy's gross. This guy's like a 70s, pervy, weird glasses. Like, ugh. He should be the monster of this movie. <laughs> One of the monsters Isn't of this he, movie. Though? Isn't he? Did Michael Myers do us all a favor? Bob goes downstairs to get beers for them after they've finished up for their afterglow Budweiser's. 
And Mike Myers stabs him. Stabs him so hard he's like floating off the, the ground. And I'm like, that's a that's a strong knife. I was like, that, that knife isn't that long. It is holding him against the cupboard closet door thing. And yeah, that knife wouldn't have gone all the way through. Like it's it's it would basically have to be a sword in order to do that. And it is not. So then Michael Myers puts on a bed sheet. With some holes cut out in the eyes and puts on Bob's awful 70s glasses over the bed sheet. Pretends to be Bob. And I'm like, oh, he's trying to get some action. But Mike Myers cares not for your sex. He just wants murder. He does. So he goes up there and murders uh, awful girl number two. (laughs) That's a strangulation as well, isn't it? I think so. So, because she she answers the phone, which was... Oh, that's right, because he strangles her with the phone cord, doesn't he? Yeah, and then Lori gets a phone call from her earlier, and she's, like, chewing, and she doesn't know what's happening, and she's starting, she's starting to see the stalking of Mike Myers, so she keeps seeing him different places. So she's freaked out, so she hangs up right away, and then she calls her back and is like, Oh, was that you? And she goes, Yeah, my mouth was full. And then she picks up the phone to call Lori. She picks up the phone to call Lori, or Lori calls her. I forget how it happens, but she's on the phone with Lori, and she's making the choking sounds, and she goes, oh, so now it's it's funny because first it was chewing, and now it's I get to listen to this. And it does sound suggestive. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one does sound suggestive. So she's like, oh, everybody's having fun tonight. And kind of rolling her eyes and hangs up the phone. Uh, she, the two kids, she, she's put to bed. So she goes across the street to kind of investigate what, like, come get your girl. Like, right. I, I, I'm getting paid to babysit one person. Come get your girl. She goes in there and she finds the body of uh, all the awful people. And she finds Judith's headstone on the bed. And that's when Mike Myers starts popping out and attacking her. And he slashes her sleeve i think i don't think she actually gets cut on the arm does she she does but it's like a cat scratch like it's it's there's no blood to speak of and she falls down the stairs and it's just kind of a a, her getting chased for around the house and then all the doors are locked miraculously because doors from the beginning from the opening scene where it's the point of view of michael myers the doors just left wide open while they were upstairs doing their business. And I was like, the doors just open? And he's like, yeah, it's 1968. What? Or 1963. Whatever it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. 1963. He goes, this is 1963. And I was like, yeah, I've heard of people leaving their doors unlocked, but wide freaking open? No. Like, that's <laughs> not... Hmm. That's... It's before air conditioning was popular. Maybe they were just cooling off the house. Could have been a warm Halloween. We don't know. Whatever. So the doors are left open. There's lots of opening and closing doors and like doors being unlocked. And then all of a sudden she goes into an open door and that door is now locked. And then she goes to a different door and you see that the rake is kind of preventing it from opening. So she has to break the window to get out of the thing. She goes across the street. With Mike Myers chasing her. Well, she goes to the neighbors and is like, help me, help me, somebody help me. And they turn on the lights and they kind of look out the window and they see her and then they shot off the lights. And I'm like, are you kidding? And they're just chalking it up to it's Halloween. Halloween antics, those damn kids with their kill kits. Those damn kids with their kill kits, (laughs) yes. So then she goes back across 
to the kids that she's supposed to be babysitting that she just left in a house sleeping upstairs. Like, they're asleep, right? And it's just across the street. You do what you gotta do. But she leads Michael Myers into the house with the kids. Yeah, real smart. She fights with Mike in the house. And then she stabs them, stabs him in the neck Mm -hmm. with a knitting needle because she's a knitter. And I love seeing any of the fiber arts (laughs) in movies. Well, crochet. I I like it. The fiber arts. It's an awesome name for it. Yes. Crochet, knitting, embroidery, felting, all of that. Like any of the fiber arts. But yeah, so she's knitting while she's babysitting these two kids, even though she's only getting paid. Sitting and knitting. Paid for one. So she's sitting there knitting. She's she's the epitome of an old spinster, but she's what? 16? Yeah, 17. I I thoroughly enjoy her character just because (laughs) there's so much that I relate to. (laughs) Everybody else is out having fun and doing risky things with their boyfriends and i'm just sitting at home sitting and knitting sitting and knitting so the two little kids get to escape loomis runs upstairs with his gun that they showed off earlier shoots mike myers six times through a window and everybody's like ah yeah but then loomis goes to look out the window and mike's gone and stares off into the distance while laurie just has a mental breakdown in the back (laughs) that's the end of the movie yeah so, hold on, because she stabs him in the neck with the knitting needle. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay, it's over. She goes upstairs for the, like, to talk to the kids, like, hey, it's all over. But he had cut the, the telephone line, mm-hmm. so she couldn't call out to 911. And so she's, like, making sure they're okay. It's okay. It's over. It's done. And they see him coming up the stairs behind her. And so that's when they get locked into a different part of the room and she locks herself in the closet stabs him in the eye with a hanger yes and then he drops the knife to like cover his eyes she grabs the knife stabs him in the chest he drops back Mm -hmm. then loomis is there he gets up he gets shot six times and then he falls out of the window and then disappears Second story window. And yeah. you could see him on the ground for a second, and then, like, when they show Loomis again co- coming towards the window, he's gone. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Oh, sorry. So that's the story of the uh, original Halloween, a classic, well made for a very small budget movie. Ended up making a ton of money, too, like $70 million in 1978 money. Like, that ain't nothing to scoff at. Mm-mm. There's a reason they made so many of these things. So, anything you want to talk about about the movie? Like, this is a prototype for a thing you're going to see a lot of as we go into the slasher movies oh, later joy. on. <laughs> well, food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, food. Popcorn, but with real melted butter. Like, the, the fancy popcorn, not just the microwave popcorn. And extra points if you spill it down your pants and then get naked. Yeah. Now you, it's a party. You, you can do themes. Halloween candy is a thing. Pumpkins... Any kind of like pumpkin pie, pumpkin mm-hmm. spice, latte, whatever. Halloween food, candy, man. Yeah. Candied apples. Bob for apples. Apple for Bob's. I don't know. Bob was an asshole in this movie. Yeah, don't honor Bob <laughs> with anything. <laughs> Budweiser's. You could drink awful, awful Budweiser's. Was that the actual beer? I'm, I'm 99% sure it was a Budweiser they were drinking through. They never did a close-up of it, and I didn't really pay it attention to it. It had that red and white it. design, so, so I'm pretty sure it was a Budweiser. It's a pretty simple mm. spread. 
I mean, this is a simple movie. Yeah. It's basically the beginning of the slasher genre, like, or subgenre of horror film. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, you get your basis for a lot of stuff here. There's not a lot of fancy footwork they're doing in some of the later Nightmare on Elm Street and Behind the Mask and stuff like that. It's it's a tight film. It's well made for its time. If this is a if this is the first the acting, movie, I would criticize well, more than the like directing and, and camera angles mm-hmm. and cutting. The score, though, I would also criticize because uh, I did not like the score. You're nuts on that one. The score is actually really good. But yeah, like this is this is a classic movie. I, it's one of those that if you've seen a lot of slasher movies. It might not have the same impact if you don't take it into context. Like, the context of the movie is important, that being so such an early example of this. This predating, like, the Reagan era, and having so much to say of what's going to be coming soon. Like, the whole ethos of, like, there's good and evil, and if you're bad, you deserve the bad things that are going to come to you, and this is a whole thing that happens in the slasher genre. If you ever get a chance on YouTube, there's a guy, Renegade Cut, who did a great analysis of kind of the slasher films of the 80s and how they related to, like, the politics of the 80s. If you get a chance to watch that, it's really good. Okay, so I'm going to come back to the person versus place. Loomis really thought that he was going to come back to... The house. The house, specifically. Specifically. So he was kind of staked out there all night and then realized he's wreaking havoc somewhere else. I just don't know where that is. Like, he thought the the place was tied to the evil. And so did the kids. They all Mm -hmm. thought it was a haunted house and this bad things happen there. But... The thing is, is when evil embodies a person, it travels. It doesn't have to, like, home is where your hat is, basically. Mm-hmm. So he could wreak havoc anywhere. And so that's that whole, like, person versus place type of mentality. The cop, this is the thing. The sheriff was like, okay, you seem kind of weird and crazy. And he's like, oh, no, I have certifications and pulled them out I don't know what he pulled out of his, like, his diploma. Like, I don't know what <laughs> that was. medical degree. But he basically had his papers to prove that he was a legitimate doctor. And he goes, I know you think I'm crazy. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I do think yeah. he's probably a little crazy. But I, I enjoyed his character because the cop was like, you're scared. Are You're scared of this. And he goes, yep, I am. Uh, like... Donald Pleasance, it was, he's a good actor. Well, was a good actor. He's... He's really good in the role. It's just the role, when you look at it through modern eyes, it's just like, oh, this is an awful doctor. (laughs) But it's definitely one of those things where he goes and he talks to somebody about the situation of, like, this person has escaped. He now has a car. And he's like, what do you mean he has a car? He's, He's never learned how to drive. And he goes, well, he was doing pretty good last night. And he goes, well, if you knew this kid was this evil, you said he never said a word to you. If you knew this kid was so evil, you should have told us. And he goes, I tried to. And it was one of those things that maybe everybody in his profession thought he was crazy. And that's why he got... This one particular case that nobody else wanted because it seemed uninteresting because the kid was mute. Like, he didn't talk Mm. at that time. He didn't say anything. He breathed heavily. I want to be Michael Myers' doctor because I feel like watching his sister kind of get deflowered triggered something. Mm -hmm. And that's why he killed her. She, She was the first murderer. 
And then years later, does the date have... I know it does because it's called Halloween, but does it have to be specifically Halloween for him to feel this rage over teenagers having sex? Like, he literally seems enraged. And that's why I think he can't get the job done with Lori, because she doesn't have sex. Like, she is this virginal... She does smoke a little bit of weed, though, but she, she do. probably doesn't see that. She do. But she was not the one driving the car, so I'm yeah. okay with that. She, <laughs> like, if my mom was any character in this, she would have been Lori. I don't necessarily think she would have smoked weed. Uh, she doesn't know how to knit, so she just seems the type <laughs> to know how to knit. But yeah, it was it was really kind of cool seeing my mom's era kind of humanized and portrayed in a manner, not necessarily a realistic <laughs> manner, but in a manner. And I, I did enjoy that part of the movie. So overall, do we want to rate it now? We can rate it. Okay. So what are we, what scale are we going to do? We're going to do one to 10. Smash pumpkin. <laughs> that poor pumpkin. One to 10 butcher knives. Uh, that seems boring. One to 10 kill kits. I like kill kits. Yeah, let's do, do let's you, Kill Kids. Do you, do you want to go on record as well, saying hey, you like Kill Kids? I'm 39, so I'm no longer a wacky kid. So it's a it's a serious thing if I have a Kill <laughs> Oh, kid. so you can have. Yeah, No, no. It's a, a serious thing. thing if I have it. So that's even more of a reason why you shouldn't go on record. <laughs> as loving Kill Kids. As saying, I love Kill Kids. <laughs> Fine, then. Do we want to do 1 to 10? Knitting needles! <laughs> William Shatner faces. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's do Kill Kits. I'm going to go eight. This movie is a classic for a reason. It's really good. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, eight. I kind of, I'm waffling between eight and nine. Yeah, I'm going to have to eight. Because the time when we're just seeing how awful the kids are and the time Michael Weinstein's like attacking people, it's a little slow, a little boring. I mean, it's just, it's still a tight movie. It just could have been written better in that. So I'll, that's why I'm giving it an eight. But it is a classic for a reason. I highly suggest everybody should watch it at least once. Yep. All right. What did you think of it? On a scale of 1 to 10 kill kits, I think my knee-jerk reaction is to go with a 5. Okay. But last week we did The Invisible Man, mm -hmm. and I gave that one a 4. And if I'm comparing that movie to this movie, I enjoyed... I don't want to say I enjoyed watching that one more. I think it is better movie than this but i think i'm still gonna have to give halloween a five because of how uneasy i felt with mm -hmm. the invisible man so i'm gonna stick with a five this one's more watchable this think. i do i do think my my main complaint is that the invisible man made me feel like i hated and that's the whole reason why i hate the genre is i don't like that on edge feeling where you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. And that's literally 90% of The Invisible Man. This one, it's when you start hearing heavy breathing and the, hear the three notes, do, 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 you know what's coming. And I mean, I stand Lori, man. She's, I loved how Baby Lee Curtis had a really deep voice for mm -hmm. a female and she was the main character. And she wasn't necessarily ruffles and pinks and sparkles like her friend Linda was. And she was a nice, realistic depiction of a female. So I enjoyed that. It was it was kind of the anti 
ingenue, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. She was still scared. She still screamed. She still... Scream queen. The original... Well, not maybe not the original scream queen, but for an era of movies, she was the kind of quintessential scream right. queen. But the acting around her, I don't think was on par. Dr. Loomis, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed his portrayal. Yeah. Just the rest of the... The opening scene really was just the... Where he 1963. Yeah. Like, that scene with the mask and looking through two diamonds, mm -hmm. cutouts on the mask. Like, it was just, it was, it's just bad. <laughs> I was not looking forward to the rest of the movie based on that. It's one of those things, like, I, I totally get it. Like, I totally think how, okay, this could look really cool. Like, you're actually in the head of the killer. And I'm like, but that's not really how that works. Just a regular POV shot works better than the two things right. like yeah i just i i will give it five kill kits because i do think that it is watchable for somebody who's not a fan of the genre it's a great halloween scary movie like you know like for the halloween season so what do we want to do next week we did subscribe to shutter so we could watch this and there's a bunch of other movies on there or we this is not an ad though we are not sponsored, we are not sponsored by, by, shutter. by shutter although shutter wants hey. to hey to... <laughs> There is a movie on Shutter right now that I kind of want to do for next week, but I'm going to leave it up to you. Do we want to do Blood Quantum, the movie on Shutter, which I really want to see, which we will be doing. Do we want to do that next, or do we want to do... We talked in the first episode about doing an American Werewolf in London, which is a classic. Or, a third option, do we want to do an anthology film? There's a few horror anthology movies, and I love almost all of them. I don't understand what that is. A horror anthology movie is like mini episodes it's like a movie usually with some sort of like surrounding okay so story. like the twilight zone movie yes like twilight zone tales from the dark side creep show those kind of things okay what is blood quantum blood quantum is a zombie movie set uh, where a first nations tribe is the only one who are immune to the zombie virus so they set up around their borders a wall and get to determine who what white people get to come into their tribe and uh there's a lot going on with it and from my understanding it's made by first nations people it's starring for an eight first nations people that's pretty cool so it's not a slasher it's a zombie movie it's just i haven't seen it yet, so i don't know how what kind of like how it's leaning in the zombie genre but it is a zombie movie so that one what's the other one american werewolf in london or an anthology werewolf movie um i think werewolf Okay, American Werewolf in London. So we'll be doing American Werewolf in London. Remember to follow us on Twitter at MurderSheDon't1. That's murder the number one. You can always follow us there. Send us messages if you if there's a movie you'd like us to do. And you'll always get updates of when the new episode comes out on there as well. So until next time. Do, 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 do. <laughs>